Hi, welcome back to the fourth season of Trained. At Nike, we believe that greatness isn't born, it's trained. And that means more than just a workout. Each episode, we'll bring you conversations with leading experts in what we call the five facets of fitness. Movement, recovery, nutrition, mindset, and sleep. I'm excited for you to hear this season. We have a lot of great guests lined up with expertise in each of these facets. I'm Ryan Flaherty, Senior Director of Performance at Nike. I train some of the world's best athletes, like Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota, and Saquon Barkley. Today, we're talking about how bringing a partner into your process can help you achieve greater performance and longevity. You're listening to Train, presented by Nike. Training isn't just for professional athletes. Like, I always talk about, like, training is a lifestyle. You know, it's a lifestyle. I know, you know, a lot of people kind of see us as world-class athletes and think that, you know, we always talk about training. was like, well, I can't be him or I can't be her. But I think training is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Anybody can do it. That's LeBron James, three-time NBA champion, four-time MVP, current forward for the LA Lakers, and NBA superstar. LeBron has set multiple records for career points, has been an iconic member of each team he's played for, and has changed what it means to be an athlete. You can hear me and his trainer, Mike Mancius, agreeing with what he says about training. It's a lifestyle. I had the opportunity to sit down with LeBron and Mike during the offseason to talk about their relationship and approach to training. It's no surprise that an athlete like LeBron goes all in on every one of the facets we talk about. But one of the things that Mike and LeBron are particularly committed to is LeBron's longevity as a player. Mike and LeBron met early in both of their careers. Mike was an intern trainer for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and LeBron had just started his professional career. Right away, they noticed they shared a similar mindset. They were determined to succeed and eager to take on the work that's necessary to be the best. Part of their success together has to do with the consistency of their relationship. They've been together right from the start and have created a shared vision that neither of them could achieve on their own. Being around people who share your goals gives you the stable foundation that makes achievement possible. Something you'll hear throughout our conversation is how casual LeBron and Mike are about the grueling schedule and the demands of being an elite athlete. They've been doing this for a long time, but I think part of it is that they both take the challenges of being a pro player one day at a time. It's notable that LeBron says training is a lifestyle. It's something you do every day without a specific endpoint in mind. And when you can focus on small, specific, day-to-day goals, whether in LeBron's case that's proper stretching, sleep, or specific meals, it makes it easier to take on big-picture goals, like years of playing basketball. That mindset has a huge impact on his success. I talk about this with my athletes all the time. Being process-focused instead of outcome and results-focused. When someone has a goal, maybe they want to lose 10 pounds. They can become overly focused on that outcome, rather than the work it takes to accomplish that. It's more effective to define a goal and work backwards with specific actions you can execute on your way towards the goal. If the goal is weight loss, that means blocking out specific time and workouts. It's easier and more positive to focus on the here and now, what you need to do that day, and make sure it's something you enjoy. LeBron did not get this far without loving basketball. And there's a social component too, If you can get someone else to work with you towards the goal, you're more likely to reach it. Support and accountability matter. You can hear with Mike and LeBron that their commitment to meeting each challenge day by day and working as a team have been critical to LeBron's performance. 
We covered so much in our conversation. LeBron and Mike had so many great tips for recovery, sleep, and nutrition. And I want you to hear all of it. So now, let's get to the interview. Well, thank you guys for joining us, man. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, appreciate it for having well, us. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. So I want to get into it a little bit. You know, I think a lot of people look at training and, and think a lot of times it's it's all about performance and, and jumping higher, running faster. But I think one of the biggest things about you and your career is your longevity of your ability to stay healthy and available. Can you talk about how intentional you are about longevity in your training and the focus of that? Yeah, I think um, I think I started at a, a very young age for me. Um, I knew I wanted to be more um, or, or, or do more with my career than the statistics said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of got into training very, very young and uh, seeing how much I can maximize my career mm-hmm. and, and even even go beyond of what <laughs> possibly yeah. I can even get out of it. So, you know, the guy sitting to my right, um, you know, me being able to s- strike a relationship with him um, my third year in the NBA. Um, and from there on, we just kind of built this whole uh, routine. Mm. And once you get into a routine and you start seeing um, the results of that routine, um, you want to go for more and more and more and more. And um, it's got us to this point now. Yeah. So how I mean, how'd you guys get together? How'd you guys meet? Gotcha. I'll give my side of the story, I guess. <laughs> um, I started off as an intern with, with the Cavaliers, uh, uh, LeBron's second season, and then just kind of, uh, you know, just, just hustling, just mm-hmm. hustling uh, with whatever we needed to do, like equipment, strength and conditioning, athletic training. And uh, it was never really my intention to be, you know, just aligned with one individual. And I was just happy to be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, like, like LeBron just said, you know, we just struck up a conversation, struck up a relationship. Uh, I think our goals were in line, and next thing you know, we're working together, I mean, nonstop. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's 15 years later, here we are. So going into that, what are some of the key tenants from a training perspective that you guys focus on? So we always talk about the five facets here, you know, sleep, nutrition, recovery, mindset, and training. Um, and so in training specifically, what are some of the key things you guys focus on? Let's just talk about the off-season since that's what we're in right now. Well, I think, um, you know, one of the things that we've always kind of, the number one thing when we talk about training, and you just said it, is sleep. Mm. trying to get optimal sleep, mm. REM sleep, as much as you can. You know, and he's been on me more than I've been on myself, you know, early in my career. And now it's, it, <laughs> yeah. over the last, uh, you know, seven you know, years for me, um, I've even picked it up a little bit more. He's always told me, hey, man, man, get you eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Get you eight hours. Get yeah. you eight hours. <laughs> you know, and when you're young and you're 21, you're 22, <laughs> you know, you can go – three hours, four hours of sleep, mm-hmm. you know, and you still perform at a high level. Mm-hmm. And he, and, but, it, but it's always been in my mind, you know, from him saying that when I was 22 and 23. And it's gotten to a point now where it's like, if I don't get my eight hours, I, I don't even want to talk to you. Wow. You don't even want to be around me. Like, <laughs> you know, because you, get, you, get, you, you just get so much more out of your day when you wake up fresh and you get those eight hours. And, and, and it just means, and that's just like bare minimum. You know, sometimes I can get nine hours. Sometimes I even get 10 hours, you know, depending on the corner of the day before. But, you know, sleeping is so it's so not only good for recovery um, if you're training all week, but it's so refreshing for your mind. Your mind gets to recover. It's I kind of always equate it to it's like at the end of the day, you know, your body is like your phone. If you haven't put your phone on the charger all day at night, when you go lay in that bed, what's the first thing you do before you go to sleep? You put your phone on the charger. <laughs> and when you wake up, it's at 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, you're going to wake up and your phone going to be about dead. Yeah. And that's the same thing what I kind of, um, you know, equated to. 
Yeah, no, that's that's huge. It's fun. We we interviewed a, a sleep expert, and he said that the number one performance enhancing drug in the world is sleep. It's like a lot of, <laughs> a lot, a lot of athletes. Just, we, I love, especially young guys. I don't think really understand that quite yet. Like you know, every phase of sleep impacts a certain process our body goes through in recovery and repair. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like we can talk about nutrition and all these other aspects individual by themselves, but but they they all like work so close together. And it's kind of really what you're bringing up. Mike, what are some of the recovery strategies you guys use? You're involved in the day-to-day and 82-game season. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a grind, uh, like <laughs> yeah. whatever way you want to cut it. It, yeah. it is a grind. So what are some of the main strategies you use in recovery to help LeBron perform at his best day in and day out? Well, I think that we, we understood, uh, you know, we studied his, his body. We studied uh, the biomechanics of basketball and our travel schedule. So no, number one, we do in the summertime, as soon as the, the uh, NBA season comes out, we we sit down and we study it. Yeah. Okay, we should stay we should stay the night here. Okay, we should fly out here. We should leave at this time, et cetera. Because um, the end result is, you know, his performance and the performance of, of his teammates as well. And so we want to make the right decisions in uh in, in, in prepping for the season. Mm-hmm. As far as recovery from a game and a practice go, um, you know, we 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 do it all. You know, all the uh, traditional methods, and, yeah. and then obviously we got some, you know, some some new uh, techs and gadgets out there. But uh, you know, we do a contrast, cold baths, lots of massage, soft tissue work, obviously stretching, foam rolling, that and, uh, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on just for people listening at home that could maybe try it. Could you just give us like the details of what the contrast is that you do with LeBron after a workout? Well, the um, the, the contrast that we do is either pregame or postgame, okay. uh, pre-practice or post-practice, and it uh, it consists of a hot tub or a cold tub, uh, an ice tub or a sh- or, uh, or a hot shower yeah. on the road. Yeah. You know, you have to be resourceful. But it's uh, the basics of it is uh, starting hot for five minutes, you go to cold for five minutes, and you do about three cycles of that. Okay. Sometimes it's it's not even too much of what that modality, like let's say it's contrast of what it does to your body, but it, it's also in terms of like how it makes you feel mentally, like the, yeah. the recovery oh, your mind feels from going through that. What are some of the staples of your recovery process, like something that makes you feel especially good? It would be the contrast. It would be okay. the hot tub, going from the hot tub to the cold tub. And um, that's one of the methods that I, you know, when I'm in heavy duty training, um, you know, I try to find, um, especially if I'm on the road, um, there's times that to this day, Mike will, if they don't have one at a facility or something, Mike will fill up my bathtub in the hotel room mm-hmm. with all ice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ice and water. So he's like, okay, you got to get in there and then get in the shower mm. and then get back in there yeah. and then finish yeah. it off in the shower. Like, yeah. So, like, we, we just always trying to figure out ways that even if, if it's not there for us, how we are accustomed to, we can figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, because it just it just helps the body. And when the body feels fresh, then the mind feels mm-hmm. fresh as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and it and just work. They work in a tandem. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I like I just uh, was in New York for a trip and I, the whole week I was just like struggling to kind of get my sleep right, trying to find a good place to eat, get my workouts in. And I was thinking about you guys in your schedule like that. That is such an underrated aspect of what oh, you yeah. do yeah. and the complications of playing at a high level, you know, day in game in and game out, because and how much has that changed since you moved to the West Coast? Has that changed at all? Because being in Cleveland, you're a little more centralized. Is that a bigger adjustment you've had to make, like going back east? Oh, coast abso- oh absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, I, listen, I spent my first, uh, I spent my first 33 years on the East Coast. You know, going either in Cleveland uh, for the time I was there. I spent what 31 years yeah. uh, in Cleveland. I spent, uh, you know, four years in Miami or 30 years in in, in Ohio and four years yeah. in Miami. And now you move to a whole different 
you know, side of the of, of America. Mm-hmm. And so everything changes. Your sleep cycle changes. Uh, the, the routines, uh, the, the the travel, the way I go to the practice facility and the arena travels, um, you know, things that's on TV changes. Like you don't even remember yeah. like your shows that you used to watch. You kind of <laughs> get like tricked. You don't even know yeah. when they start. Yeah. yeah. Like, you well, know, games one, are starting earlier too, right? right? Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like one morning I woke up, one Sunday morning, I woke up, didn't even brush my teeth, turn on the TV, and an NFL game was on already. I was like, what the hell? I was like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? So like all of that thing, you have to get like, it, so it takes a while. It took yeah. me about, to be honest, it took me like six months wow. to, to, to wow. get it all flawed. I used to tell Mike all the time, I was like, Mike, man, I'm just not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not sleeping well. Yeah. And he and we both came to find out, because both we were both the same. Yeah. We came to find out, we thought, we, we knew that it had a lot to do with how much time we spent on the East Coast yeah. all these years. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, LeBron and Mike will tell us about LeBron's approach to nutrition and the role of mindfulness in training. If you're a trainer, join a community of trainers looking to make fitness better for everyone. Learn from leading experts in movement, recovery, mindset, nutrition, and sleep. And get an exclusive 30% discount on Nike gear. Apply at nike.com slash ntcpro. Shifting gears a little bit in terms of nutrition, what is some of the key like focus points for you nutritionally to allow you to be the player you are? Well, I think it's it's, it's some of the things that you don't put in your body, and it's not it doesn't even matter like at this stage of your career or not. Um, obviously, we know there's certain things that you can indulge in when you're much younger that yeah. you can't do mm-hmm. when you get a little bit older, and that's for men and women. Yeah. It's just yeah. the body doesn't break it down as fast as it would um, 10 years later. Mm-hmm. You know, So for us, it's all about just being conscious and aware. Now, we're not uh, you know, drill sergeants uh, when it comes to, hey, you can't have that, mm-hmm. like, or you can't have that. But um, it's, for me, it's just more mindful. For me, it's like, okay, is it worth it? Is, mm-hmm. it, is it worth having that? candy or is it worth having that cookie or mm-hmm. ice cream or whatever the case may be? Sometimes I feel like it's worth it, <laughs> personally. Yeah. And a lot of times Mike don't feel like it's, it's, it's worth it to me. I said, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, but um, you know, you just got to, it's, it's a balance. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's about knowing what you're going to get the most out of your body when you indulge in things as far as the nutrition side. Yeah. And I think why most people struggle with diets is they make such an extreme yeah, absolutely. change. Yeah, we've and, seen it. Yeah. yeah we yeah. got family members like that. Oh, really? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that try to make the extreme change. Like, I'm not doing any of that. Yeah. You know, instead of like taking, let me just take one thing out. For sure. Yeah. Let's see if I can do this for a week. Okay. I did that. Okay. Let's take another thing out. Oh, I did that. So mm-hmm. I can get into a rhythm of it instead of trying to take everything out that you've been doing for the last 20, 30, <laughs> yeah. 40 years yeah. Yeah. at one time. Just yeah. going straight cold turkey on everything you've been doing, you know, with your nutrition. We, we, we have family members like that. But I think they, they misunderstand that, you know, elite athletes like yourself, you, you, don't, you don't approach life that way. You're, you're definitely in moderation. Yes, yes, the 80 to 90 percent is definitely healthy and solid, but mm-hmm. you give yourself the opportunity to give a little bit of a break. I mean, like a yeah. day off is all right. You but know? you know, the thing is, I, you they can see it the same way as our career. And for me, I kind of see my nutrition has been the same way as my career. I didn't come into the league saying I'm the best or one to be, the, I can't be the best right now. Mm. You know, it, you have to, it's a ladder. It's a ladder and you got to continue to improve and continue to improve. And it could take baby steps. It could take crawling. It could take jogging Mm -hmm. until you get to that point where you can run and sprint. Yeah. You know, so like I didn't come into the league at 18 saying, uh, listen, I'm not having uh, any carbs. I'm not having any sugars. Mm -hmm. No, I was 18 years old. I can indulge in a lot of those things. So I've myself sit here today and say that I've 
continue to just climb the ladder on ways I can get better and better and better and not have to cold turkey yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We're always learning. It's, it's, yeah. de- it's definitely a, a process. Yeah, 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 it always is. But LeBron, you made a comment that I think is really important to bring up. You said something about it's, it's what not to eat. And I think one of the things I hear athletes talk about is it's not so much the discipline of what to do, it's the discipline of what not to do. How much has that like shaped your process and decision-making of, of where you are today? Because so much of the exposure and the access you have to you know, having fun and you have to really stay yeah. disciplined. It's the things you don't do that really speak the loudest. Like, what, <laughs> how, how do you work through that? Yeah, and, and like you just said, it. I mean, it's, it's challenging at times. And, and, and how do you work through it? For me personally, I, I get crazy at times with challenges. Mm. I love a challenge, <laughs> you know? So if it's something, if, if someone comes to me with a challenge that they think I can't do, um, I, I'll, I'll live for those moments. Mm. I'll live for those moments. Like, I'm going to sit here and, and, and tell the listeners that I love chocolate chip cookies and vanilla <laughs> ice cream. It's like, listen, it is my thing. Mm. A friend came to me and said, I guarantee you can't do it. Take it out of your regiment. Mm. I haven't had it in <laughs> probably two months now, wow. three months. And they just came to me. It's like, there's no way you could take it out. Mm. I was like, I can do anything. I put my mind to <laughs> it. It's like, no, you're not. Because they see me indulging it so much. Like, that's the one a like love of my life yeah. besides my, my wife, Savannah James. I love you too, uh, <laughs> if you hear this. Uh, but yes, I can just, I just love challenges. Yeah. And, and, it, and it benefit, and it's also benefited me too. Like mm-hmm. it's just, you know, when you can find something that, that will challenge you and motivate you, I think you can do anything. Yeah. And it's not just for me being a professional athlete, for it's sure. for anybody. It's for anybody, no matter if you're a professional athlete or not, you just try to find something that can challenge you and just go for it. Yeah. So getting on that mindset side, like where does that come from for you? Where does that like love of challenge come from? Where did that start? I think it started when I was a kid. I mean, when you, when you grow up in a situation that I grew up in where literally, I know we use that as a slogan now, but I grew up in, you know, everything is earned, nothing is mm-hmm. given. You know, and, 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 and everything that we got was so precious because we didn't have a lot, you know. So you was always challenged with the upbringing of growing up for me in the inner city, being an African-American kid, being a part of a single parent household, you know, feeling the um, the pressure of someone selling, telling you that you were going to be another statistic and not being able to get out. See, I use that as a challenge. Mm. As a little kid, I'll use that as a challenge. Like, I don't care what the statistic says. No, I'm going to get my mom a better situation. Mm. This is my challenge. Mm. So that's where it comes from. So yeah. if you're telling me I can't stop eating chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and I'd have made it out of the situation <laughs> yeah. I get in, I take that as like, oh, for real? Yeah, oh, this yeah. is, is going to be easy. Yeah. yeah, It's going to be like putting on my shoes on the left foot and the yeah. right foot. Yeah. Absolutely. And Mike, you, you talked earlier about your... your uh, you know, you're just being grateful just to be in the league at the time, you correct, know, let alone correct. working with like a, an athlete like LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's kind of like your story and where you, where you've come from? Like it feels like you guys, you know, have that in common. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. We we actually we uh, we talk a lot about that because we uh, again single mother household, mm-hmm. you know, single mom household, and uh, you know just you know we didn't have a lot growing up. You know, didn't have a lot growing up growing up in South Texas. Yeah. You know, you're right by the border. You're mm-hmm. very influenced by you know by by the uh, Mexican uh, heritage and culture. Um, and not not a lot of kids have uh, same thing. Not a lot of kids get this kind of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just, you set your mind to it. I remember speaking, speaking of challenges, I remember somebody telling me, well, I was doing a lot of internships for, for the NBA, but I never got hired full time. Mm. And so I remember another athletic trainer telling me, oh, you, you know, you, you, finally, uh, you finally came back to reality. You know, you're not going to make it. Wow. I said, okay. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Like so short, here we are. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> 
Um, LeBron, what are some of the tools that you use, whether it's like maybe like self-talk or things that, how do you keep yourself kind of grounded and kind of blocking out all of the noise and being able to stay focused on your vision? Yeah, I think um, there's two things that, that kind of correlates like peanut butter and jelly mm. is uh, meditation and breathing methods. You know, when the world and everything around you is at a rapid rate or you feel like the pressure is mounting up or you feel like sometimes because the mind is such a powerful thing, you say, well, I don't know if I can do this. It's always important to just take a moment, sit back, relax, calm your mind, take a couple deep breaths, try to get into an isolated situation either in your room or your car or in your office a cubicle, whatever, mm -hmm. and just literally just like take a couple deep breaths and just envision yourself in a better place. And, and this is something I've had to learn over my career. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't happen right away. But if it's, if that's one um, key that I can give to someone um, to help their mindset and, and, and actually trying to achieve a, a goal, it's just like this meditation and breathing methods, they, they go so far. No matter if you're in a really good situation or you're trying to get to a good situation. And I just think it's just very key. Absolutely, is that something you practice daily? Is that a, like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Is that something you do in the morning, like a, a routine that you Yeah, yeah, I got one, yeah, I do one in the morning, and then, um, you know, depending on the day, I could just, I just find a couple minutes to just, yeah. just close my eyes and just, like we even do it when we train. Yeah. We actually do it when we train as yeah. well. You know, we, we start off with a lot of our sessions with breathing techniques. You know, just, awesome. you know, just getting the body moving, just getting the body flowing, getting the mind set to what we're about to um, tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a reset for us. Absolutely. It's a reset to the beginning of our, tra of our training and therapy session. I love that, man. I think what you're saying is super important because it, it maybe sets your intention for that yes. workout and then allows you to go through that workout with a much sharper focus right. of what you're in there to do. Yeah. And, and make sure our people, our listeners know that when I say in the car, this is before you actually <laughs> turn the car on. If you want to get in the car, make sure to get, not turn the car on and then start meditating. Just not on the freeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Safety first. Safety first. Safety first. Yeah. That's awesome. Mike, what, what are some of the things you guys are focused on for this year? Unfortunately, but fortunately, we finally have five months yeah. of an off season. Yeah. You know, which, uh, you know, again, fortunately or unfortunately, we, sure. we've, we've never had, you yeah. know, we, we haven't had uh, an off season like this in 14 years, I think. Uh, That's amazing. So, yeah. you know, so now, now uh, I made the analogy earlier about just stripping down like a Formula One car, just stripping it down, resetting it. Okay, how can we improve it? You know, what can we tweak? What can be maintained? Mm -hmm. um, and how do we get better? Yeah. Stronger, lighter, you know, what, 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 whatever the case may be. Yeah. LeBron, how much is your routine, let's say, like in all ways, and facets change from you being 18 to where you are today. How much has it really drastically changed or has um, it? I've always had the motivation to want to be great, but sometimes you don't know how to actually execute that. And when you're younger, you think sometimes wanting to be great is just showing up and doing, um, I don't want to say the bare minimum because I've never been a bare minimum person, but you think just showing up and, and just doing, okay, a little bit more. You know, uh, you know, you get to practice and you get to practice a little bit earlier. You stay a little bit longer. But, uh, you know, as I've gotten older, I've done even more, not only just from a basketball standpoint, from, but also from a sleeping standpoint to a conditioning standpoint, to a training standpoint, to, um, you know, everything kind of comes into place when you know not only how you want to get there, but also, you know, exactly what to do. So yeah. um, it's definitely helped out a lot. 
Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate taking time. Man. This was awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, and last, I mean, listen, training isn't just for professional no. athletes. Yeah. Like, I always talk about, like, training is a lifestyle. You know, it's a lifestyle. You know, you, it makes your mind more fresh. It makes your body feel great. It makes your focus. You can focus more. And, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't. Um, I know, you know, a lot of people kind of see us as world-class athletes and think that, you know, we always talk about training. was like, well, I can't be him or I can't be her. Right. But I think training is a lifestyle. No doubt. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody yeah. can do it. Well, thank you, guys. I, I appreciate, appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you. Talk, nice talking yeah, to you, man. It was great to speak with LeBron and Mike together. It's one thing to speak with an athlete about their drive and passion, but their trainer is also a big part of their success. So if there's one thing I want you to take away, it's this. LeBron and Mike study the NBA schedule when it comes out in order to plan sleep schedules and recovery times. This is something all of us can learn from. Planning when you'll go to bed or how you'll recover is the first step to getting the most out of your training. Many of us fall into the trap of planning our week around workouts, what we'll do at the gym or when we'll go for a run, but we don't actively plan our recovery days. They're just blank. Make sure you're giving them as much planning attention as your active days. You'll get back to your workouts feeling better and more energized. Recovery isn't just the physical aspect. It's mental, too. Trained is produced by Nike Training Club. If you're looking to take your training to the next level, check out the Nike Training Club app. In it, you'll find holistic guidance and free workouts designed by Nike experts. Or go even further and enjoy a seven-day free trial of our premium subscription service, NTC Premium, available now in the U.S. With NTC Premium, you can get guidance from start to finish with programs and workouts designed by Nike Master Trainers. You also get in-depth nutrition and wellness content. Go check it out. That's Nike Training Club app, available on both Android and iOS. Thanks for listening. If you like what you just heard, help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the show. That way we can keep making great episodes for you to listen to. And be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Trained. Talk to you soon. Consult your doctor before engaging in an exercise program of any kind, especially if you have a medical condition. Use good judgment and common sense about your own fitness level and ability when engaging in a training program. If something doesn't feel right, stop immediately and seek medical attention as necessary.